1: be back with you folks. We are so honored to come across your earways, your radios, uh, and uh, we're just honored to be here today talking about the book of Psalms, and we're working our way through the book of Psalms and these songs of the night, and we're looking at Psalms through uh, a set of eyes, Stephanie Wesco, through a view uh, that is tainted with PTSD, that's been hurt with PTSD, and and, uh, so that's how we're looking at these things, and we're trying to help you out, and we'd love to at any time, entertain anything we can do to help you. But with me as always is my friend, Stephanie and Stephanie. Good morning. Good
2: Morning, Doug. How are you?
1: All right. So just, uh, just as full disclosure, Stephanie's a little rougher, uh, than a night in jail right now, physically. So, uh, probably by the time you listen to this, you'll be all better, but you know, we're fighting these crazy things in this world today. And, uh, But So we're glad. It's good to be home. We got back uh, from California. We're just going to do some podcasts now. And we're pretty excited, I think, about the opportunity to open up God's Word, especially Psalm 126 when, you know, this whole captivity thing is going on. But before we do that, we have a segment. And the first segment we do is you might be a knucklehead if, and I got a good one this morning, I think, Stephanie. You know, you might be a knucklehead if you were handed a plan for the withdrawal of Afghanistan over a one-year period, turning things over to the leaders over there so they could slowly take control and test their army and know they were ready to go. Uh, you might be a knucklehead if you say they don't know what they're doing and get thousands of people killed and moderate and things of that nature. This is pathetic. I'm really sad this is going on, and right there uh, with you. Yeah, yeah. This is this is diplomacy at its worst. This is as yeah. bad as it gets. And I know there's a lot of you listening to us today um, who fought in Afghanistan, fought in Iraq, and honestly, your identity was all wrapped up in this mission of ridden to craziness. Uh, there in Afghanistan, the Taliban, we had them cornered, ridden them, you cared. We want you to know a couple things. First of all, we're proud of you. We're thankful yeah. for your service in Afghanistan. We're thankful for everything you've ever done for us and your heroes. What you did was good. Perhaps there were people who lived for more years because of your um, your faithfulness, your heroics. And uh, Stephanie and I just want to say thank you to you. And uh, you have nothing to do with what uh, some knucklehead in Washington, D.C. is doing. I promise you that. And uh, we're here to listen to you. And uh, please, please don't let this back you into a corner. Please don't let this overwhelm you. Know that you've got a great God that can help you. And he's waiting to help you. And he will help you. And uh, the Bible says to draw nigh unto him, and he will draw nigh unto you. So. Uh, mm-hmm. For for those of you brethren who are really hurting this morning, draw nigh to God, get close to God, and uh, and so that's all we wanted to say. Then we want to cover food that's right with God, and we've been talking about restaurant food and all kinds of different foods, and we're we're a little bit schizophrenic with our food choices. One day we say we're going to do restaurants, the, the next day we we don't know what we're doing. But anyway, I have a food that's right with God, so I went up to visit my dear friends. Uh, <laughs> And, and preaching our church in Bedford, Virginia, uh, up at Grace Memorial Baptist Church this past weekend. And they always feed us like, they were, like we're kings. And they brought us to this restaurant called Liberty Station there in Bedford, Virginia. And I just want to say, you know, Pastor and Mrs. Rogers, those folks are right with God. But also right with God is the food at Liberty Station. I had this uh, Liberty chicken and uh, the sides, the vegetables, the salad. Some of the best food I ever had. So the food there at Liberty Station in Bedford is right with God. So, Stephanie, we're walking into Psalm 126. Our eyes are wide open. We have a lot to talk about. I think really, as I look at this Psalm, nothing could fit better than the craziness going on in this world than Psalm 126 right now. It says, When the Lord turned again the the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream." That was our mouth filled with laughter, and our tongue with singing. Then said among the heathen, The Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth beareth bearing precious seed, Shall doubtless come with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. So as we get there in Psalm one twenty six, there's a lot going on, Stephanie, and and right away we know, uh, we know that there's been generations of the Jews that conquered the Promised Land and did fine, but then that third generation got away from God and they got away from God in His ways. And they ended up in captivity again, and here they are, and. Uh, and and I think they have a joy of freedom. They're going to get this freedom. And, I mean, what are you thinking as we went through this psalm?
2: Wow. Well, I think it's, I think I see here, um, you know, in Psalm 30, it says, weeping man here for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. And verse 2 describes that joy, that laughter, that singing, and ultimately that praise to God that we've been in a really dark place. We've been in a place of confusion, of hurt, of captivity, and God has done great things for us.
1: Yes, yeah. And I
2: think that's ultimately what I see here is um, God turning ashes into beauty, and that's a beautiful, you know, that's a comfort, that's a beautiful thing to remember.
1: It is. Thank you for that. I was just coughing off to the side here a little bit. We brought home a little bit of the crud with us from California. And then we get, you know, as we're looking at that, and and we're looking at three, the Lord hath done great things for us whereof we are glad. Somewhere along the way, Stephanie, all of us who serve God forget the great things. All of us who serve God forget that we're not in captivity somewhere right now or lost a world war or lost a battle against terrorists or, you know, somewhere along the way we're missing the point that the Lord has done great things for us. And, mm. and, and, you know, I think it's, I mean, is this inherent Stephanie to us having to deal with this PTSD mess? I mean, is it something it is anger and ingratitude? Uh, something that maybe we see a little more than other folks?
2: I think we're more tuned into a lot of things maybe than, than a person who doesn't have PTSD. Um, But I think it is very easy when you have PTSD to, because you have triggers, there's things that set you off. And coming back to remembering, no, God's done this for me. He's brought me out of that pit. And no matter what trigger's trying to take me back there, God's done great things for me. And remembering, you know, it's easy to remember the bad things, but remembering what God's done for us is key to that laughter, key to that joy, key to that freedom.
1: Yeah, and and, and there is a big key. And, you know, I think, you know, so I worked at an egg farm, and, I, and I've told the story with you guys. It was a, It was a nasty job. I was in high school, and. It was one of many, but when I worked at this egg farm, you know, we would throw food to chickens. Sometimes chickens would get loose and we would, we had like 55,000 in a cage times like five chicken coops and they automatically laid their eggs and went down conveyor belts and you can guess the rest of their story, but I remember one thing we would gather up chickens that got loose or whatever the case may be and we would just throw food to them. Do you know they never looked up at the person giving them the food? They never looked up at the food. They just ate the food, and they would eat food until the dogs came home. I mean, they would they would just eat, never looking up, never appreciative for for what they have, never taking the time to even you know look at you, make a make a chicken noise. I mean, nothing. And uh, what is a chicken noise? Was it cock a doodle do? No, they're cluck cluck you need my kids to do those cluck cluck yeah they never even (laughs) made a cluck 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 they never did that well (laughs) I'm looking at this and I'm thinking to myself what would God think about us if all we do is take what he gives us and we never look up and we never proclaim that God is great we never stand up and say look what God's doing for us look what he's done for us I think there needs to be a historical notepad or something where you sit down sometimes when you're not feeling great and you're not feeling great about yourself and things like, uh, that are going on with these knuckleheads in Washington right now with Afghanistan and all these different things, things like that. But take that notebook out and say, this is what God has done for us. And, and folks, I'll tell you something else. I believe God has a plan, uh, for Afghanistan. He, this isn't a surprise to him. And, uh, you know, I believe there's a plan in the long run that's going to be awesome. Uh, We just need to hang in there. But I do agree, Stephanie. I think as we, you know, as we go and we look at those first three verses, within every one of us, uh, you know, there's a desire for freedom and liberty. And uh, within every one of us, there's a battle that goes on because of that. And I think there's a battle of... Are we serving God enough? There's a battle of God has given us all this stuff, but we forgot it. You know, let's hop in the car and, and go to the beach, or uh, let's let's go to this great job we have, or whatever the case may be. And and I don't want to leave this first point without saying, man, we've got a responsibility. I mean, how do we how do we say we've got a, um, we have to thank God
2: yeah I think I'm sorry, I didn't know you were wanting me to wanting me to talk. I think that thankfulness um, that if you're not thankful, you won't have joy. If you're not thankful for what God's done for you, you won't have that joy, that laughter, that fulfillment. Um, and if you choose to live in the victim world, you won't have that fulfillment. Um, there's a difference between being a PTSD victim, Being a trauma victim, you either live there or you choose to move from that location to the survivor, to the overcomer. And that plays a huge key because if you're focused on yourself, that's going to be a pretty miserable place to live. And I think as we go, you know, you get more, you know, in verse five and six, it's the one who chooses to be the overcomer and the victor. Versus living and loving, you know, some people, it seems like love to live in the, I'm the victim, anything I do that's heinous isn't my fault, because 30 years ago, somebody looked at me wrong, yeah. and just traumatized me for the rest of my life, and it's like, no, you're making choices, and I'm not saying there are not real traumas that we have to work through at all, I'm not saying that, um, but we either let those control us or we let the Lord and his goodness control us. And it will change every aspect of your life.
1: Yeah, agreed, agreed. So these guys, they had been in captivity. You know, once again, they, you know, the folks of Israel found themselves in captivity and now they're free. Uh, it's a joyful time. And, and uh, you know, that's what we're seeing here. They're getting away. You know, obviously the surrounding nations around them are jealous again, things like that. But here they are. And uh, they're getting free. But then we go to that verse 4, and they said, Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Keep us away from this captivity, God. We, we don't want it. We want to be turned away from it. And uh, we, love, we love to be filled with the promise of life and those things we want to do and those things we, we say we're going to do. But you know what I've found, Stephanie, and this is, I've found that the littlest things derail us. I've found that the, uh, you know, um, honestly, and, and, you know, we know this virus is real. We know many things are real, but so often in the last year and a half, so often we've been shut down from being able to serve God. So Mm -hmm. often we've self-imposed this weird quarantine where we never leave the house. We never go outside. We just lay on the couch and watch reruns of TV shows and you know, here they are in the Bible saying, "We're free from, that. we're free." You know, we, you turn us again, and and uh, and we want out. And then in verse five, it says, "Then that they that sow in tears shall reap in joy." So, you know, we're out of this captivity now. We got to reach people. We got to sow. We got to sow in tears. People have to matter to us, Stephanie. People, uh, you know, there's a world out there. There's a challenge out there of reaching the world with the gospel of Christ is a challenge of, you know, just getting away from home, just getting off the couch, just getting out of the house, you know, pick a day or two a week and say, tonight's the night. You know, listen, honey, we're going out to eat tonight or we're going, let's get a babysitter for the knuckles. I don't know, but we gotta, we're out of captivity. And I think there's a theme here that we see in 2021 and that theme is some of us have self-imposed captivity right now. And so, so the lesson here, Stephanie, is what?
2: Choose to, choose to get your mind off of yourself and find joy in the Lord and then get busy serving others, bearing his good news that he frees the captive to those around you.
1: Yeah, and, 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 and we see it there and exactly what you said. If you look at verse number six, he that goeth forth and weepeth. Bearing precious seed, the word of God, the holy oracles of God, how to be saved, those types of things shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. You know, bringing in the sheaves, and uh, I I think as we look at this, uh, Stephanie, that that this is not only a a good thought. This is these are our our marching orders. Yeah, Psalm one twenty six is the way we need to live our lives. You know, what we've been pulled from one captivity. And, you know, PTSD looks like captivity, Stephanie. In yeah. a lot of, I mean, how many ladies have you dealt with who are on some type of, and you don't have to give me a number, it's kind of rhetorical, but how many ladies and how many men have I worked with that are on this self-imposed purgatory, captivity type of thing here on earth because there's no purgatory anywhere else? That's just a made-up word. But how many people have self-imposed themselves To sit somewhere and say, I'm of no value. Um, I have nothing to offer. You know, there's nothing. Folks, let me tell you something. The God of all heaven can use you. The God of all heaven can change you. The God of all heaven can help you walk out that door. The God of all heaven can make you start those relationships at work. The God of all heaven can help you get a job. It's just there's decisions that have to be made here, Stephanie. And these are... Mm I mean, are decisions for you a daily matter?
2: Oh, definitely. I mean, you're dealing with, um, when I'm not sick, (laughs) you're dealing with, you know, so many things in life that come at you that without the Lord will overwhelm you, without the Lord will mess you up. I mean, and when you have PTSD, um, there's times, I think, Satan will use, I mean, for me specifically, Satan will use nightmares to try to completely derail me and to have to take that to God again every day. It's a choice of, of, okay, God, I couldn't control what I dreamed last night. I have no idea why I dreamed what I dreamed last night. Would you help me? Would you take it away? Would you replace it with your peace?
1: Exactly.
2: Yeah. out of that jail cell that Satan is trying to put me in and and choosing that no no Jesus is my savior he's my victor because him because of him I can have victory today and choose to walk with him
1: and that's where it's at I think that's where that's what this is all about and that's what this podcast is all about I choose to walk with God today I choose, uh, you know, the break the chains of my captivity. I, I choose to leave the house. I choose to go for a walk. I choose to do these things. And, and they're all choices. And, you know, even, and, and we may say that only hits a small percentage of the people listening to me. Well, then there's other choices we have to make, Stephanie. And there's other choices on, on how we deal with relationships and how we deal with the people we love and, and who we're going to love and who we can trust and, and, and who's safe. Uh, right. I mean, you know, when you get out of captivity, we need to be in safety. So, you know, folks, if, if you're hanging out with that, with that crowd, that's not safe with that crowd, that's getting you in trouble with that crowd. That's doing the wrong thing. Stop it. Yeah. You know, the Lord's let you out of captivity. It's time to have a joyful walk on this earth. It's time to make a difference with these people. It's time to enjoy the freedom. It, it's time to, uh, enjoy the promise in the promised land and, and, and it's time to, we're challenged to work. It's time to step out for God. And, you know, maybe Stephanie, the the best message we can give to these folks today is, uh, you know, get yourself in a local church, you know, a, a Bible believing new Testament church. You know, you, you send us a message there on helpful wounded spirits and we'll give you a church to go to in your community. We'll find something. We'll find you the closest one. Maybe it's time to yoke up and do those things if you're not in a church. And if you are in a church, maybe it's time to get rid of the sourpuss and the attitudes and the judgments and serve God in a meaningful way. And if you're in a church where you can't serve God in a meaningful way or you feel like you're being abused or you don't feel safe, get out. Go to a church where you can serve. And, I mean, how do we wrap all this up, Stephanie? What's the wrap on this whole thing?
2: Well, God doesn't end this um, psalm with just, you know, sitting. I don't think someone who's truly healing from PTSD and choosing to be an overcomer will just sit on their backside and not do anything for God. This psalm that started out with captivity and then moves to praise to God for being out of that captivity ends with being busy, being busy making a difference in the lives of those around you. And it mentions tears and weeping and Take time to let God break your heart for someone else. Take time to let God um, show himself through you. Jesus wept Mm -hmm. over those around him who were broken. Multiple times throughout his ministry, we're told that he cried, that he wept. And take time to let God break your heart for those around you who are suffering, because that's when God can use you, is when his love brings you to that point of brokenness for others, that you're willing to use your pain and hurt whatever you've been through to help someone else and glorify the
1: Lord. Amen. Now that's good, and that's a perfect place to end. And listen, folks, we've got a good song for you here today. And uh, when the song's all done, listen to Brother Eric. Every word he has to say about salvation. We need to make sure we get that right. But exactly what Stephanie said, step out, step up, serve God. Uh, Be in that place where you're looking at the world and tears are coming to your eyes. Be sowing. Pass out the word of God. Be sharing. Hey, we love you. Looking forward to talking to you real soon. If you need anything, you know where to get a hold of us. Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. Thanks a lot.
3: Fill his duties call His standard firmly planted A soldier cannot fall. One's country is his castle, his pride and his home He serves with obligation to ensure she's left alone.
0: is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus name while believing in your heart and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie thank you for listening today.